welcome to episode 103 of Terrorvision Horror Podcast, a relaxed bit discussion about some of our favourite horror movies. I'm one of your hosts, Jennifer Strand, and joining me is our very own limb collector, Dan McGuinness. Good morn. Good morn, indeed. Dan, what you been doing? Uh, this, yeah, so I've just been kind of finishing off my comedy horror kids graphic novel when I finished it off. Uh, all finished. Send it to my uh, agent and she's going to start shopping it around. Oh, I'm excited. We'll, we'll see how that goes. I'm pretty excited. Like, I haven't um, shopped anything around for a while that was like completely my work, like yep. written and drawn. I've usually I'm one or the other kind of thing. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited about that and I'm really, really proud of it and it's really, really cool. Right. I'm very proud of you. And I, uh, yeah, I've I got to read a little bit of it and I quite liked it. Ooh, thank you. Yeah. And I've also gone skating. Heaps. Yeah. I went skating like twice last week in a row, got mm-hmm. two days, and it killed me. Yeah. I'm like still suffering. My calves and yeah. thighs are still aching. Yeah. You, you got to get to the gym, get some leg days going so that you can. Uh, never. Better. I'm never doing that. No. <laughs> never, ever at all. Also. We yep. should mention, um, I just remember this, that like one of our listeners, mm-hmm. Adam Gillespie, has a uh, a Kickstarter out for one of his comics that he's been doing. Uh-huh. Adam Gillespie has been like, you know, going in strength leaps and bounds with his comic creation. Um, he's got a new Kickstarter called Koi. You know what the fish? Koi. I love Koi. K-O-I. Yep. Koi, Deep Thoughts in Deep Space. And it's an 80-page graphic novel. By him, uh, about the last human alive in an extraordinary encounter that changes his very existence. Oh. So this is like cosmic space, yeah. fish in space and stuff like that. So check it out. Um, just I suppose you just, um, uh, you can probably check out the Terravision. You'll probably do it. Yeah, I'll, look, it. I, I think I'll post it up. Yeah, that and sounds I think, awesome. Uh, my shop will do one as well kind of yeah. thing. So if you want to support like a local creator uh, and you get the comic and stuff like that, yeah, he's got a Kickstarter. Uh, I think it's getting printed through Amplify Press, which is also an Adelaide-based uh, publishing house. Yep, It awesome. does, like, basically independent comics and stuff like that. Sounds great. And then you get them sold through my shop because we have a good... That's uh, what you do. We have a good relationship with uh, Amplify Press. Hmm. So go check that out, you bloody people. You turkeys. You turkey goblins. You, you turkeys. What yeah, have you been right. doing? I fucking bought a house. Oh, fuck. I know. I'm so excited. I'm an adult now. I own land. You own, you own, you own property. Yeah, I own property. And the land. Actually, you only rent it forever from the, uh, from the government because they can take it from you at any time as law. Fuck no. Did you know that? I did not know that. That's that sure. thing where if they want to build a, a thing through your thing, you're theoretically leasing the land off them. I see. I so. see. Well, fuck them. But I'm so excited because uh, I don't know if most of you know that it's been a horrible experience. It's been a thing. It's been a hot minute of a thing. Uh, we purchased some land about a year ago and it's still not titled. So we haven't been able to build. Um, so they just fucking got money out of you for free? So they bas- Yep, we have lost so you- some money. Uh, yeah. We will get some back. I, do you know what I didn't like about that story? Is that, so you've put down deposits and all shit like that. And yep. then they were like fucking around so much that they were encouraging you to pull out of the deal. So yep. they just get to keep the money and do none of the work. And I'm like, yep. that's so gross. But I'm- they have now exceeded a time frame. So we get our deposit back for our land. Not oh, nice. a problem. But we do lose whatever deposits we've paid with the uh, contractors because obviously it's got nothing to do with them, this whole land titling thing. So we do lose some money, but we have a house now. I'm so excited. Um, you don't have it yet. Well, I don't have it yet. But no, you've got I'm, it. I've got a house. You've bar leased it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
yeah, it's Bali's. I'm going to put down some hardwood floors. It's going to be great. Oh. Uh, yeah, so that's what I've been doing this week. Congratulations. Pretty that's fucking, fucking sick. I'm so excited. Like, I wasn't to begin with because, you know, I've got to do the adult thing and organize everything. But right. now I'm like back on the excited. Nah, yeah, uh, getting yeah. houses is great fun. Yeah, I oh. can't wait to move. I can't wait to like. And you get to do that thing where you get to like kind of go through all your shit and get rid of shit or stuff you don't need. Well, I don't like, know if you've met Liz. Um, I have. I don't know if you're aware of her existence, but she's a hoarder. Yeah. So I don't have a lot of like, sent- I will keep sentimental things, not a problem, and grail items, but everything else, like I could just walk through shit and be like, nah, I'm done. Yeah. It's well, gone. you've got enough rooms in your house. Or are you going to do like a, 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 a kind of a... Uh, a, a game room or something like yeah, that? Or well, Liz's room? Liz gets a room and Liz's crap goes in Liz's room. Yeah. It so cannot you get a come room out each? of there. Yeah, so I'm going to have my own office. Liz will have her toy room. Um, office slash... And then we've got two living rooms. So one of those rooms will be a vinyl room for all our records and for stuff. For your vinyl pot figures? Okay, fuck, no. <laughs> no. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm And you're just going to have like couches with a good record player sitting there yeah. with the speaker and that's it? There's that, no other distractions? Nope. That, yep, just records and a nice chair. And a table. Some scotch that I don't drink because I don't drink at the moment. Your bottle of scotch is still here. Is that's it? Cut, through two of my houses now. I love it. I love it. But yeah, I'm so fucking excited. It's great. Uh, that's great. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so today uh, we are going to be just talking about some of our favorite found footage films. Now, most people know that found footage is a technique where all or at least the majority of the film is presented as if it was A, either discovered or B, is being shot from the point of view of like the main characters. So, of course, we understand that there's films like... I mean, we'll get into it, but Blair, which is like for everyone listening, that's probably going to be the main film that you think of when you think of found footage. So, yeah, I'm excited. You're excited. And this is uh, this was a listener request. Yeah, Mr. Dave Kudrev. He Thanks, was like Dave. he was going through, a, a, you know, a deep deep dive into it because Shutters yeah. uh, got like a, a special on it or something happening where yeah, they group so. them all together. Now, when it, when he probably watched heaps of them, but I, as I said, we talk about here our kind of our favourite ones. Mm. So these are obviously, and to me, there are so many found footage films yeah. out there and they're so risky to watch. Yes. As in they just could be shit or boring. Yeah. Boring uh, and shit is like the, you don't want that. I still haven't seen um, a good found footage alien abduction film, mm-hmm. like a good one. Yep. I, I, and I know there must be one out there because there's so many of them. Yeah. And I keep on like watching like them and they just never turn out to be no. what I want to watch kind of thing. Like, um, I've seen one um, that's not the McPherson tapes. Um, I did see one, but I can't for the life of me remember. Yeah, there's one we watched where the, yeah. the, the face came around the corner of the room. Yeah. Yeah, what was that? And it was like there was a blink or something. It, look, it looked creepy. And I I remember that one. That one's that But we can't the remember the name. I don't remember what we it was. We watched it together. I know. What was that? I, I don't know. I'll ask Liz because she will forget as well. She won't know. But I'll ask her. <laughs> It'll be fine. Do you want to kick us off? Yep. So, as I said, so these aren't going to be the ones that uh, probably you will like or they're definitely not the most recent ones because I, yeah, I feel like the best ones of this whole, like, uh, like subgenre are some of the earlier ones. Like, yeah. And everything after that is just people fucking, you know, stapling their dick to a letter and mailing it to their mum, <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> anyway, sure. my first one is Cloverfield. 
Yeah. 2008. Fucking, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy who made it. Uh, uh, oh, fuck, the director. Oh Abrams. My. Oh, J.J. Abrams. J.J. J.J. Abrams. <laughs> so this film, I remember, like, I started following this from the start, and it was one of those, like, I love that crazy, uh, weird meta advertising that people do. Like, sometimes they do for films that, you know, it doesn't make sense. So this was advertised as, like. It's actually directed by Matt Reeves, but sure. Oh. Am I just getting confused? Probably. Oh, no, it's done by Abraham's company. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The tiny <laughs> robot, whatever it's called. Or... Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um, and, yeah, it started off as it was one of those things where they advertise it first as a date. Yep. It was like, I can't remember what it was. It was like the 11th of the 11th, 2008, whatever it was. I can't remember um, whatever date it was. I'm sure it meant. And there was all these fan theories of what it meant, what the date was and all this shit. And I can't even remember what it meant. <laughs> like, I think it was just when the trailer came out. For yeah, it. I think so. But it was countdowns and there was like fake websites and it was all that fucking, that meta shit that I absolutely love when films do that. I think it's a fun thing that when they create fake websites. Yeah, and, I like a marketing. Yeah, like a, a good marketing thing. And like, you know, you have to put a bit of effort in to find it. Yep. So you get like that, oh, I did something. <laughs> and uh, yeah, then Cloverfield came out and it was like, I mean, Blair Witch had been out, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, what year? Blair Witch came out in, uh, 99. 99. So this is like a good fucking nine years after it. Mm-hmm. But to in my opinion, there hadn't really been a bunch of, um, good, uh, so no, I, I, where, how do I put it? Studios hadn't sunk money into found footage films yet to yeah. make something that's like, whoo, you know what I mean? Like uh, having the effects within a fucking VH, a video camera, a mini DV tape, and then yep. them putting the effects in, like high budget effects into that shit. And I feel Cloverfield was the first one to do that, to go yep. like, you know what? I got this idea. And if you haven't seen Cloverfield, you fucking have to watch it. We have it's- done an episode on it. Yep. So, um, Quick rundown. It's basically, uh, you're, it's set in Manhattan, bunch of people. Uh, we, you follow a small group of people uh, as... Basically, a kaiju attack is happening in Manhattan. Yep. Um, and you know, and about them at ground level of like what it's like to be in this. Like, but they've gone ham with the fucking effect. There are whole building sets in this film, as in like there are like you know full streets that are cut off. You know, he that was going, and it always boggled me out the idea that they've like they've got you know they've they've cut off uh, you know a, a part of Manhattan to film, and they're filming on a fucking. Vi- yeah. That's the camera they're filming on? Yeah. And I was like, so good. Um, and you, I saw this in the cinema and I was, I had tingles down my back in bit. The bit where like they kind of like are on the street mm. and they come out of the subway and there's a fucking tank and the army and it is so loud. Like there are tanks going past and firing and you, you, you see the camera look in the distance and you see the foot of the kaiju go down. I'm like... Holy shit, you yep. felt like you were there at ground level. Oh, man, it's so good. And there's so many good effects in it. Like yep. when they're in the subway and the fucking little one attacks them. Well, because then they've got the night vision as well. Yeah, the night vision comes in. And that, I, you can still watch that now. And that monster looks flawless. It yep. looks real. Yep. Like there, it's CG. There's not, I don't think there's many actual prosthetic prosthetic effect uh, practical, practical effect. i think like the little ones in the subway might have been practical yeah, at maybe. some point and they but... make these noises that they've never been like oh i fuck it like chills in that scene like, i love that film and there's so many good like 
bits. People get bitten and they explode and stuff. And it's just like, it is, I think it's the best found footage film ever made. Okay. To date. Yep. For me. Okay. And I, yeah. And like, you know, fucking, there's like, look, there's so many little things in the film as well. There's like, because the film itself is one, one 80 minute DV tape, right? Yep. And it, that's what it's supposed to be, uncut, unedited. But in the film, the characters, like they, when something happens, they look at the camera guy and go, "Fuck, rewind that." Yeah. So we can look at, and they, so you assume they're looking at the footage themselves yep. of what you just watched. And then when it cuts back, they've tried to fast forward it back to where they were, but it shows a bit of whatever was on the tape before, what they're taping over. Yeah. And that shows the backstory of two of the characters. Yes. And I'm like, that's fucking genius. But so not the, only the story that. that that's it's being taped over with the film is the backstory of the character that you see tiny bits of because they're fucking around with the camera. Yeah. Oh my god! Like it's very clever because then, well, as well, like I mean, if you haven't seen the film, we've done an episode, we've definitely spoiled it. There is like sequences in this thing that foreshadow what is about to happen. Yeah. Which oh. is insanely good. Like that is just an idea that. You know, they've, they've really thought it through. Mm. And the whole film itself is like, without credits, it's exactly 80 minutes long, which is exactly the length of a DV mini, a, D, a mini DV tape. So yeah. it's exactly one whole tape. That's and perfect. Uncut and it's just like, fucking perfect. That's what you want. Oh, man. I've watched this film hundreds of times. I saw it three times in the cinema. I Because I just wanted I'd to take it. people to it to yeah. show them. And, oh, like, and I, I like that. I think I showed you this film, didn't I? You did. You showed me this film. Oh. I kind of wish that I had seen it in the cinema when it came out, but I didn't. But it was so loud. Still, yeah, I struggle with loud things because I got an ear problem. But yeah. But my yeah. word! Oh, I started off on a on a high note. You've you've. I'm really... going to go downhill from here. <laughs> well, you've claimed it as the best found footage of uh, all time, so you know. Oh. There's nowhere else to go. I'm going to keep coming back to it as well, probably. What's your next Which one? Well, what, what's your shit one? Okay, so <laughs> the first one I went with, of course, I did go with, once again, great marketing campaign, was The Blair Witch Project, 1999. This film came out the right time for me. I think I was like tw- 12, no, 14. I don't know. I was old. Um and, you know, I mean, this film had that marketing campaign as well. And, of course, because this was What did the they time- do? Because I missed the marketing campaign for this film. I didn't know about it until I got handed a VHS copy of it. Yeah. As in a pirated. Back in the day. Because this is 99. This yeah. is pirated. So this would have been me pirating it because that's what I did. No, this was like filmed in the cinema. Oh. So I had... Filmed version of a found footage v- v- movie. And that's I think that's how I watched it. So much it. better. I had people getting up in the middle of it and walking off. Oh, I remember those days. Yeah, anyway, keep going. Yeah, I'm going to tell you about yeah, mine later. Um, so they did a lot of um, it was like I want to say viral, but it's not even viral because like the internet wasn't really like crazy. I just got meta marketing. But they really did promote it as like this is based on it. This is a true story. This really happened. Like a lot of the time, the people sort of the the actors they disappeared. Um, so that they could really push that this is they're dead. This is a found footage film. Something has happened, and of course, everyone went crazy for it as well. Um, it only took eight days to shoot, but eight months to edit, and <laughs> it ended up in the Guinness Book of World Records for being uh, like one of the highest grossing films of all time. Because it took forty bucks to make. About that, yeah. So you know, I mean, you can't get past this far. Fu- what is film. this budget? We should look at budgets of these things. And I do like I, a budget. I feel like that's important. Where do you find budgets? Uh, you just go to Wikipedia. Is it Wiki? 
Yeah, Wikipedia. I'll look it up. Budget. You keep talking. Yep. Um, you know, the the characters and cast, I've not seen these people in any other film ever. I think one guy popped up in something I watched recently, but I didn't even Yeah, I've never seen anyone. Pay attention so it cost, to it. cost 60 grand to make, which yep. is not much. No. And made $248 million. <laughs> Holy shit. It, it's a success. Yeah, definitely. Paving the way for a whole bunch of other shit copycats. Yeah, well, they also did do, I think, this film, obviously, a couple of years later, like literally two years later, they released The Blair Witch Project 2, which is an awful film that should probably only be watched once. And then they did like... I haven't even watched it once. A couple of remakes or sequels along that line as well, which, you know, don't even know. But yeah, quintessential, perfect, just eerie in the woods you know they oh it had that whole thing of like it had a good sound design yeah you could hear people running like in the tent scenes or you can just hear people they basically played on like camp fear as in like when you're like it was that noise and like within the film there was something there you know what i mean like well see i like to watch those uh missing 411 videos like if you get into that at all there's a guy called mr barlin he's on youtube he tells you these stories and it's like people who have been camping uh, or just in the forest, and all of a sudden they just they disappear out of like just nowhere they disappear. Poof, poof. Um, but yeah, like the fact that I saw this in the cinema, which was great. So it had for me like that immersive feeling where everything was so loud. So you're sitting there, hearing listening the drops to them, not hit the ground. Panicking, yeah, panicking because they can hear these it, rocks being like kicked or piled up, and then all of these things happening in the, the very distance. Because I can't hear that now. If I'm watching it at home just on my TV, I can't hear shit. Yeah. And they had the bits like where, you know, you have your scary night where they're in the tent and when they come out in the morning, there's all shit's changed. Like, yeah. All the little uh, stick men are around and stuff yep. like that. The only problem I had with like Blair Witch sure. was like, I, it just didn't quite give me enough. That very last bit, the dude in the corner, facing the corner, I just needed something else. But maybe I didn't. Maybe mm. the fact that it didn't give me that tiny bit is the reason why it was so popular. The fact that you like you never had that spoiler, you never yeah. had the reveal, you never had it. It seemed realistically what would happen in real life. You wouldn't get that like no. monster You're not coming gonna out, get, which like, I assume happens in the second one, like the reveal of monsters and witches. Because there's no witch in it, is there? No, well, there's you never see anything. You don't see anything. You get nothing. But I think that's what makes this film. Good. Great is because you get nothing. This is it is you are correct. This is exactly what would happen. You know, they they're terrified. They're running around. They're seeing shit. We're not seeing shit because we're not we can't see what they're seeing. They're trying to record it, but it's so shaky and it's so like, <laughs> you know, whatever's happening and then she gets down there and he's in the corner and then bam. They she's, mentioned she's something down. about earlier. I I've watched it in a long time. Yeah. They mentioned something about it like that she makes them stand in the corner and face yeah. the wall or something like yeah, that. So yeah, so she generally, like, two get kidnapped, one stands in the corner while the other one's being, like, butchered or whatever. Um, so that's exactly what happens. Like, he's standing in the corner while she's... Because she goes down. Like, that's what it is. It's, she goes down, camera goes down, you just see him in the corner. And then and, she gets butchered. And so you're just assuming that, okay, well, whatever's happening, she's now the first victim and he's got to wait for the to wait for the in next line. One. Yep. So, yeah, I, like I still like I still rewatch this film frequently. It's like, yeah, I reckon I it is it. of my generation. It is just that right time. It, you know, it's up there with like Scream. So you Scream, Blair Witch. It's, 
It's my era. Yeah, I um, as I said, I had a taped version of a, uh, a dodgy version, and like, so mine was even dodgier. Yeah, there were bits in it you couldn't even see what was going on, and I um, I it was. I think we just like my whole my whole group of friends just missed all marketing for it, so no one even knew what it was. And we're like, yeah. "Dude, watch this film; it's real." And we would put it on and tell them if it was real, and people would be like, "Fuck, man!" I went like deep into like I loved this film, and like I was like this weird little horror obsessed loser who like I I had the Blair Witch book. I don't know if I've still got it somewhere in storage. <laughs> Blair Witch book. They released a Blair Witch book, so it had like this history uh, of, of the Blair. Blair Witch. And it had like all of the information like that Heather had done. So all of what her was that research. Town called? Burkittsville. Yeah, it's Burkittsville, formerly known as Blair. <laughs> I just remember that line that she says. So, you know, I had all of this information. I yeah, I got into it. Like I didn't at any point think it was real, but you know. Oh, that's the whole fun of horror, getting into them. Like, like yeah. my Clive Barker obsession with Hellraiser. Like, there's so many fake books that are like the scribblings of people collecting proof yeah. in inverted brackets. But that's great. A, like, a I commas. like that. Yeah, I yeah. like that I can love something so much and that someone's back away and then there is just more to it that I can sort of, you know, get into. The I mean, lore. I'm, I'm not a fanfic person by oh, any, no, no, any no. stretch of the It needs to be made by... I always get like, disappointed, like, you know, because, like, comics come out for, like, Hellraiser, but if it's not, like, got some sort of tie with it, it's not considered canon, it's wasting my fucking turn. Yeah. I read, like, the, um, I, I finished that, uh, the, the, the Nightbreed comic that I got, that big hardcover, it yep. has, and it has G, the Jihad one, which is, like, the, um, the Nightbreed Hellraiser crossover in it. Beautiful art in it, that cool kind of 90s, like, uh, uh, like, painted art. Yep. But, like, this is, the story was just like, it was just like, it kind of contradicted how Pinhead thinks. It's about, it's basically about a, a Cenobite gash that, um, like, what I get told that they have to go kill the Nightbreeds because they're, like, another version of, like, they're chaotic. Um, like, the Nightbreed is chaos, which is what they are. And, you know, Leviathan doesn't like chaos. You know, that's yep. the whole thing that he likes order. And so to him, he fucking hates them. So he's like, sends a gash out to kill them all. But then, like, this dude does it very chaotically. Yeah. And so then Pinhead steps in and goes, That's not how our God would want us to do this. And then, so it's like Pinhead, it's like Cenobites on the Cenobites. And then yep. the Pinhead joins the Nightbreed and shit to take down this fucking, this rogue gash who want to, like, you know, they want to, like, uh, basically fuck hell over and uh, create a new God, like, from Bathamus or whatever. No, what was the. the Whatever the god was in Nightbreed. Yeah. Anyhow. No, they want to create a new god out of Cabal. Yeah. Like, sure. for, that's going to take over from Leviathan. And I'm like, well, kind of what really, when you think about this, is kind of what Pinhead did in the in the Scarlet Gospels. Yeah. And so it's like, well, you, and cause he's so against the idea, but like, later on, he uh, now that I've read more shit by Clive Barker, He's like, well, he kind of probably would have jumped on board on that, I reckon. Yeah. It doesn't matter, though. That's just me nitty-gritting it because I've read too much. You know what I mean? Like, but that's the thing. You can read too much because they have pre- presented you with all of this stuff that you can then. Well, but it's not canon. No. Yeah. But you can still go to it and you can still enjoy it and then it, it opens up for discussion. I mean, we can sit here and talk about it. It's great. Um, so, yeah. I mean, The Blair Witch Project, if you haven't seen it by now, I think like you just take a couple of hours out of your day, get some popcorn, sit down. Popcorn. I would probably put some uh, headphones on and watch it. Like immerse yourself. Try and get some of that 3D Dolby surround sound. Yeah. So (laughs) if you're like me and you're slightly deaf, 
um, you know, you, you really got to immerse yourself in it so that you can hear the things happening. I'd have to look away heaps of times in that film because I get sick. Yeah. Because that's like, the, they really went ham on some of those. Well, because like, they're running so much in yeah, that yeah. shaky cam. Yeah, I, like, I get I, I, just, I just close my eyes and listen to it a lot of the time because it is garbage visuals, some of it, a yeah. lot of it. Yeah, I get I get um, motion sickness. You know, sickness. I've never seen that film that's not my copied copy of it. Oh, I've really? never seen the actual version of it. I've only seen the, the filmed one with people getting up halfway through and walking around and shit. I feel that you shouldn't change that now. Like, No, it's not going to. No. There's no way. Stick I don't have time it. for that. No. My second film is 2000. So my first one, that's not real. Cloverfield is not really a horror film. No, it's oh, sci-fi. But, but it is a giant monster film. It's so. sci-fi, but we... There is some horror elements, though. People exploding, gore, it's monsters. It's part of the umbrella. I keep telling you about a horror umbrella. Horror. Horror. So my second one is definitely... This may not be horror at all, but it's Chronicle. Yeah. Uh, Chronicle from 2012. I stumbled upon this. I didn't know what it was. Um, this... It follows uh, three teenagers. Um, I think it's supposed to be shot in. Um, what is it supposed to be shot with the space? The the uh, an American city that we all know. Seattle. Seattle. That's it. Just think where Fraser's from. Fraser. 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 Um, but most of it's shot in fucking South Africa for cheap reasons, and they had to like you know drive on the wrong side of the road to make it look like they just they just shipped uh, over a bunch of cars, American mm-hmm. cars, and that's how they did it. Anyhow. Um, Three kids, high school kids who, I think they find a meteor, is that right? In a cave or some shit. And they touch it and they start manifesting like powers, like almost like superhero powers. And this kid, um, one of the, the thing that I didn't, the one thing I didn't like about this film is that the three kids of the main characters would not have been friends. You've got a sports jock. You've got the fucking un, uh, the, the un, the misunderstood quiet Nerd that in this day and age would be written as a school shooter later on. Yep. And then you've got just the guy. He's yep. just a guy. He's just there. To, he's the fucking, he's the mortar in between the bricks of the relationship. Well, it's kind of like they've been friends since primary school, but as they get older, they've drifted off into yeah. different, different I suppose that does actually work, yes. Yeah, so and they, they're, they're kind of holding on to that childhood friendship, but it's not going to last. Yeah. They actually had the, um, the, the director made the three boys live together in a share house real close for 15 days to create a genuine bond between them on film. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good trivia. I'm glad that it bonded them and didn't drive them insane and hate each other. Yeah, like Big Brother. Yep. Fuck. <laughs> anyway, um, it's about these three boys. They, they get these powers and they slowly start to manifest th- these powers. Sorry. And the the nerdy kid, the, the, you know, the, the quiet kind of like thin... He's got a bit of a troubled uh, home life as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's got a lot of pent-up anger. Pent-up anger and also just angst and shit like that. He's into, like, videotaping, so he decides he's going to chronicle their manifestation of their powers. Yep. Makes sense. The film's called Chronicle. Makes sense. You know what I... That is one thing that we've found footage from that I need. It needs to make sense why the film exists. Why, number one, someone would keep filming. Mm Mm-hmm. Why, number two, there is even someone filming. Um, this one, we're going to the next one, Wreck. Oh, shit. Spoiling your spoiler. But, like, Cloverfield, um, they kind of get around that. Is that it's it's a, guy, a, kid, a dude who's given, at the start of it, it's it a party, and he's going around doing testimonials. And yep. then he keeps filming because he's like, man, someone has to... Because f- they're like, why are you still filming? And he's like, 
Someone needs to know. People need to know how this went down at ground level and that. And he kind of, that's what he clings on to yep. to get himself through it. And I'm like, well, Cloverfield is the best. We know that. Um, well, this one is him doing a chronicle. He, yep. he, like, so this one is a little bit edited. Yes. It's not like all a stream of consciousness kind of thing. You get bits and pieces of them deciding what they want to film and stuff like that. And you get this rad, like, almost... I love films that had this kind of thing, like, you know, the testing of powers, the the manifestation of powers. Like, you know, we're getting this power, let's go down and do this to see how it works. And yep. Real interesting shit. And that, the whole film's like that. Then, like, like near the end, like, uh, it basically turns into Akira. <laughs> One of the characters basically has a Tetsuo moment where he, yep. uh, it's exactly the same from Akira. It's it, it has to be a homage. He comes out, he's got the bandages on him, he's been in a, a hospital, he's like... <laughs> He splats the dudes and stuff with his ESP powers, which is the exact scene from Akira. Yeah. And then and then you get a battle, a flying battle of these people with these extraordinary ESP powers, like having battles over the Seattle, Seattle skyline. There's fucking helicopters on it. It's televised all around the world and shit. And it's wicked. Yeah. It's just a good idea of a fucking found footage film using the, using the, the medium of, of found footage and just creating this. Little, and the effects in it are wicked. Yeah. So you've got these like... When they're starting to, you know, like manifest their powers, they start like they they start doing jokes at first, like levitating toys in the toy shop so kids freak out and shit, and then moving people's cars in car parks so yep. they can't find their cars with their ESP powers and shit. This, like, this- Standard shit that you would pull if you got superpowers. Yeah, yeah. You start and, uh, out, and then and- of course it gets guts gets bigger and bigger, and then of course the they kind of get bullied or something by like some kids in a. Car, car or something, and the 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 kid who's like the quiet kid, like zinks the car off the off the uh, the road with his powers, and and of course the other two stop and they're like, fuck, what'd you do? And they kind of this this wedge starts getting like yep. put in between them, where that's where they hit one of them, and then it's about like two of them. Well, it. yeah, because like this one kid who you know he he is being, I think his dad is quite abusive at home, and he is just like he is always he's never had power of his own, and now he's got a power beyond like what, recognition. What, like he, yeah, he, he just it goes, goes to his, his head, head right? and it's not his fault. Yeah, like, it's just he's a product of like his family, like yeah. of what's happened to him, and like. Yeah, it's just a good film. Yeah. Like it's just a fun. It has good effects. Like for a fucking twenty twelve film, it's all CG. But that's where found footage gets away with it. If your footage is a little bit dodgy, like it, it makes it covers up the badness of the effects. It's like in the old days of the old horror films. Like yeah. shit didn't look at look has to look heaps good because people were watching on fucking four to three fucking what are these TVs called? Um, uh, CTR TVs. Yeah, CRTs. Yeah. And but so I think you- as well with Chronicle, like the fact that it is, you know, it's got that that sort of CG. So it would be the kind of film, like videos that it does look like that kind of stuff that they would have uploaded to YouTube. And then you've got people going, oh, you know, he did that doing this. And, you know, that's how you can get away with it because people would look at it going, oh, this isn't real footage. This is some guy doing this, not just like this. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. No, it's, it's, it is actually a great film. I did watch it based on your recommendation as... I mean, I watch heaps of films based on what everyone recommends, um, and this was one of them, and I did have a good time with it. So, yeah. yeah. But it's not really horror. I mean, it's, it's horror like, but what was that fucking superhero? Blood, something burn. Brightburn. Brightburn. That was horror, man. Oh, that was a great film. Fucking love that Hang film. On, is that found footage? No, Brightburn's not found no. footage. No. Fuck. I like Brightburn. Yeah. Great Brightburn. Film. Brightburn. Uh, well, my next film is uh, Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> It's a great fun. film. Like it's, it's not. It 
Look, it is. I know you did your PhD on it. I didn't do my PhD on it. I did write a mini thesis on it. It, 1980 film. We all know what it is. It's like a a university. Do we though? That's how few I reckon wouldn't have seen it. Well, it was banned for a very large number of years. So it's basically um, a university professor returns from a rescue mission in the Amazon forest uh, with found footage shot by a team of documentarians who were making a film about the local cannibal tribes. So this guy comes back. They start watching the film filmed by these documentarians. So then we're watching their film. It's a film within a film. It's a film within a film. So basically um, it, I do not condone and every time I watch it, I will fast forward. I don't like the fact that this film has real animal. Uh, God. Yeah, they get killing turtles? Yeah, so they, they kill some animals and it is very graphic. It is very horrible. I do not like it. It it upsets me. I will get upset and cry if I see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the film itself, it's got a great premise. Like, you know, we are watching the fact that this film was found. They're watching these people go, because this is this could very well be a reality. You know, these people are going to the rainforest. Well, that's why it was banned, because they thought people were being... Exactly. Isn't that what happened? Yep, that is exactly what happened. So, um, after its premiere, uh, the movie was seized by Italian authorities, and Ruggiero Diodato, um, who directed it, he was charged with obscenity, and he also had to produce all of the cast, because they had signed agreements to stay out of the media and the spotlight for at least 12 months while the film was making its rounds, because he oh, wanted to promote it as a real film. Like um, Blair Witch. Blair Witch, yeah, yeah. Very similar to Blair Witch. So this is sort of where they get that. Um, but yeah, so like this film has so many different like shit behind it. But that was a lot of what the Italian uh, Holocaust, all these Italian cannibal films from the late 70s, early 80s did. They were all just very exploitative and whatnot. But it is a film... Uh, in its own right that I feel sort of stands the test of time as a found footage film and arguably has been noted as one of the first sort of With the McPherson ones? That's, that's earlier the than that. That's in the 70s. That was, I think that was 89. Are you sure? No. But I'm pretty certain it was, <laughs> I thought like it was seven. No, I thought it was 78. I thought it was the year I was born. No, I don't think so. Google it. The, what is it? The McPherson? The McPherson Tape. The, yeah, I thought 89, it was, you're yeah. right. <laughs> so this film came first. I think there was probably something else that has come before then. Of course, we always well, get the, the, POV shots. It'll be an Italian film, no doubt, yeah. or Spanish. Is that Spanish? Italian? No. No. No, Um, it'll be something like that. It'll be, you know, obscure to motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. So I... I, I always remember like that. Like, I, man, I may have seen... I can't remember if I've seen it. I think I have. It's a lot of green. looks like it's a lot of weeds. Yeah, kind of. Weedy. Yeah. Um, but I remember the, the person on the stake. Yes. Oh, and that's looks, what everyone remembers. And it's, it's, just a pro, it's just a fake person, isn't it? No. No, it is a real person. Uh, they've stuck them on a bicycle seat. So you can't see that they're on a bicycle seat, but it looks like they are being impaled. And then they put like a pike. So they're just sort of holding it in their mouth. Oh, really? And, yeah. It's all practical. It's all practical. It's fantastic. It's It's absolutely brilliant. Um, so they had too. to prove how they did that as well because they're like, you've done this to a person. They're like, well, no, we didn't. <laughs> we didn't do that to well, a person. Well, that is, that, that give, like, give it a fucking slow clap, man. Because, like, yeah. the fact that they made a found footage film and they had to prove 
that it wasn't real so they wouldn't get charged with murdering the people? Yeah. Because and and I, I, you pretty much. And, of course, it was banned in however many countries. And I remember... That's like on War of the Worlds level yeah. of, like, you know, crazy. I've got this... Uh, I actually own this in a couple of different formats just because it's something Did that I... Do you I've, have a disc? I don't have it on Laserdisc, no. It's... um. I like a special feature, so mm-hmm. I like a documentary and how they did it and all this stuff, so I'll buy stuff just so I can have that. But I remember uh, Bryn really wanted to watch this film. Um, he was so keen, and I was house-sitting just around the corner from where he was, so I'm like, okay, come over, we'll watch it. And a bit of silence involved in that one. We watched it, and he kind of was just like, I have to go now. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go so- read my... 1980s Ninja Turtle adventure comics, so I feel better. <laughs> Pretty much so. But yeah, like I I still hold this as a, in high regards, this film, even though I don't agree with a lot of things that happened in it. But yeah, definitely. definitely it was a different it. time. It was a different time. Not- even the director now, he, you know, he's like, oh, man. he's like, shouldn't have done it. Feel bad. Shouldn't have done it. Yeah. Did they do it? As in like, or was it actually a, a kind of, Rich, a real ritualistic thing of real people, or was it just all made up? That the, the killing of the animals? Did they just kill animals? No, there's just like there's like one scene where he just shoots a pig because he can. Um, they they chop off. I think a lot of it was to eat. Um, like they were filming, so it was like for food and for this, and even the actors that partook in those murders just regret everything. You're right. You know, as you would. Powerful, powerful shit. Mm-hmm. What's my next one? Wreck. I'd already spent it. I'd already spoiled it. You did. Um, and that Wreck from 2007. REC. Record. I don't know what the fucking it's called. It's a Spanish film. It got remade into a film later on in English called Quarantine. Yep. Um, I don't know why they didn't call it Wreck. But like Wreck then went on for Wreck 2, Wreck 3, Wreck 4. But Quarantine didn't go on. I don't think it did. <laughs> yeah, weird. No. Uh, Spanish film. It's set um, in a building. Uh, it's like firemen coming in. Uh, I can't remember what, like emergency dudes coming in and it's all from there. Like, what are they, these called? Chess cams? Yes. What are they Body called? cam. Body cam footage. So that gives you a good reason why this shit exists. You know what I mean? Like you just need, it's not a dude just coming in with a holding a camera and like well, never lets go of it. No, there is as well because it's a television reporter and a cameraman um, are following, they're documenting, oh, right. yeah, so they're yeah, yeah. following in emergency workers into this um, apartment building um, because there's, I can't remember what the reports are of and why they're there, but they're quickly locked inside. Yeah, and I was hideously wrong. It wasn't body cams. <laughs> I forgot. No, 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 but they would have had body cams on them as well, so... But um, yeah. yeah, and you know, and then there's like, what were they? They're kind of they're not zombies, are they? There was like an an infection. Yeah, but so like, zombie esque. Re- it really kind of they tried to do fear in this film. Yeah, like it was really scary. Yeah, but, and I I showed this once. Well, I used to do movie nights at the Grace Emily Hotel once a month, mm-hmm. and I showed this like at the pub, and people were just like, "Ooh, <laughs> as a." That's, no, no one was like cheer, laughing, you know, no. usually because I put horrors on all the time. Like, there was yep. no laughing or anything like that. I wouldn't have really called that one that you would probably put in a yeah movie night in a pub. Yeah, no, nah, but I did. No, but you did. That's um, fine. And yeah, it, it, it went down okay. But uh, yeah, but um, oh, what, the, there's some little like t- tad 
uh, facts about this film, if you like. So apparently the uh, the actors were never given like the entirety of their script. I so, like that. So they never knew the the fates of their own character. Um, and then they sometimes didn't even get like the it given to them to, until the day they were actually filming that scene of their character's death and stuff. So that so it's meant the actors were like more often not like stressed and nervous about a filming day because they didn't know what was like going to happen and it made it better. Yeah. So that stress and anxiety of like just not knowing what you had to do. That would definitely come out. Like, on, it came out on, in the found footage, yeah. and that's what they wanted to do and stuff. But then uh, it also this this is like the the first one I ever saw that kind of did that, um, uh, that night vision, mm. that you know, that green vision where everyone's eyes go white. Yeah, uh, that. And they played on that with the that zomb- shit's some fucking creepy shit. That is, yeah, well, night vision. Who the fuck made that for video cameras? Um, <laughs> and then like right, from that, like that reminds me of like because then there's a whole bunch of fucking like video games that are found footage video games like we haven't we talked about like Outlast. Remember yep. that? I haven't played it yet. It's on my pile of shame. Outlast. So that was a free game, I think, of the PS4, mm-hmm. if I'm remembering. It was like one of their, like, like uh, oh, you know, uh, release titles or whatever they called it. And it was free. You could download it. And that was a guy coming in and it was all darkness and hiding. And you had a, a cam and it was all, and you could switch it to night vision to see shit. Do you know what I liked about that fucking Game? There's dicks in it, there's isn't there? There's wangs. Yeah. <laughs> the naked, and it's like a mental asylum or whatever, so there's crazy people you're hiding from, and they just walk around with their dicks. And uh, and the best thing is, like, if you zoom in on the dick with the video camera, it has swing. Oh, it did? They, yeah, like they yeah. animated the dick. Like, they knew that people would do that, so they made the dicks look good. <laughs> that dick looks good. <laughs> it's a good animated dick. Oh, God. Um, I, don't, I never played the second one. I can imagine it's even more terrifying. Um, I'm... I'm really bad with scary games. Like I get scared. And that game, I didn't laugh very long. I, I like, did not I like watching you play that, games. I did not outlast that game. Yeah, okay. Um, I've never finished it or anything. And I, and they went for hyper-realism as well. So, like, it looked like footage. And, like, yep. you know, when it switched it over to, you know, uh, night, night vision, like, all their eyes, like, did that white thing and shit. And, like, you'd see them in the background like, looking at you and it was blurry. And it's just like, oh, this is fucking, this is fucking horrible. But yeah, there's a whole bunch of like found footage games, man. Steam has heaps of them. Like yeah. even the small ones, like where they're like, uh, they're like PS One graphics, but they're like as if they're found footage. Yeah. So they've got like you know the the the, uh, the static over them and the record up in the corner and all shit like that. Heaps of like the backroom stuff and the <sighs> SCV SCV is that the right SCP SCPs. PS- Have you seen the backrooms? They did one on YouTube not too long ago. It's really creepy. There's heaps of backrooms ones. Yeah. No, I'll find the one and I'll post it because it's it's insanely creepy. Well, the what's his name? Um, uh, Crowley, Nick Crowley. Mm. He his his YouTube channel. He did a backrooms one, and that was one of his big ones. I think that pushed him up in the okay. in the algorithm. Like, yeah, and he he just goes through, like, so he's com- he's compiled all the information of the backrooms and then presents it to you as if it's reality, <gasps> and like how you you know what what happens on each floor, how you get to each floor of the backroom, what. What happens at the end, and like so from all the, like the creepy pastas and all yep. the, the versions of the games, and all. for people who don't know what the backrooms is, it's um, we've talked about it before. It's, a, it's yeah. basically a creepy pasta that came up on Reddit, and it was just a photo, one photo, real photo of just. Uh, it just looks like an office block, like 
there's um, no, uh, there, but there's no, there's no furniture empty. in it. Yeah, empty, and I, and then people just say, "Oh, what's the story behind this room?" That was basically it. And yeah. from then on, it just went. But that's fantastic. Yeah. That's what I. That that is the internet doing something good. Oh yeah, you it, know, people coming together to create terrifying stories. I think Creepypasta is some of the best internet. That and yeah. Eyepatch Wolf. <laughs> yeah, fucking Eyepatch Wolf. Um, that's where it's at. Yeah, so look up the back rooms if you want to. You know, you want a bit of a. a, a it, there's not much to sink your teeth into once yeah. you realise that it's just a back room. Yeah. I mean, there is levels to it and, like, you know, how do you, and, and stuff like that. So many games, so many, like, little, like, you know, 10-minute games that you can play and stuff like that. Anyhow, there's a whole bunch of found footage video games that we're not talking about, but they're, they're scary because you're more, you're controlling it. They exist. It happened. I mean, even, like, Resident Evil 7, which may be one of the best games ever made, in mm-hmm. my opinion, um, has a bit where you go back and play VHS tapes. Yep. And that's kind of like a found footage you're playing in that. Oh, yeah, it's good, it's good, it's good, 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 good. <laughs> what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, Wreck. <laughs> <laughs> found uh, footage. Yeah, I really like that film. Um, I think it was like kind of the first found footage film I saw where I was generally scared or felt terrible watching it. Like, yep. oh, this is this is making emotions happen. It's unsettling. Un- where most things like like Cloverfield, it was just wow. Blair yeah. Witch like never really scared me. I was just more glued to it out of interest. Yeah, it's a, Wreck is more of a tense film, like because being that you are now in the POV of the person who is filming this, so you see what they see when they see it. You don't really get that. You know, that sinister lead up music to something's about to happen. It's just like someone walking through a room, something's there, and you're like, (laughs) there's no, there's no, you know, you don't get that little warning beforehand. So, yeah, Mm. definitely. What's what's your, uh, what, you got another one? All right. So, my next one is uh, The Visit, which is 2015, directed by M. Night Shamalama Ding Dong. This is one film. Really? Yeah, this is so. This is one of the Shamalama Ding Dong films that I will die on this hill. This is a good film. So this one, um, it's basically a brother and sister who uh, shipped off to their parents uh, for the like a week weekend or a week um, in like a farmhouse. And once the children are there, so like the younger brother, he's basically filming the whole trip. He they haven't seen the pair their grandparents in a while. There's not a great relationship between the mum and them. Um, so basically like they, it's them recording their trip with their grandparents. But while this is happening, you know, their grandparents are a bit strange. They don't know why the granddad's like, look, you know, you have to stay in this room after nine, do not come out for any reason. And of course, you know, they're going to, I've just looked up, I've just looked up the poster and it's great. It's like a, uh, what are those things called? You, you stitch through them? Cross the, stitch. A cross stitch yeah. of the house. And then cross stitch, uh, grandma's rules. Number one, have a great time. Number two, eat as much as you want. Number three, don't ever leave your room after 9.30 p.m. Yeah. And that's cross stitch. And that's that's bigger than the title, that, that thing. And I'm like, I'm interested now. Give me rules. Give me gremlins rules and I'm in. Yep. Um, so as well, like this is, um, they're also sort of Skyping with their mum. And they're trying to explain, like, oh, you know, it's weird. They're weird. And so, is it a whole bunch of different like film formats put together? Like a couple. Some of it's skyping, some of it's footage and yep. stuff like that. Yeah, I'm down yep. with that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so 
this one was actually feel, uh, financed by Shamalama Ding Dong's um, a previous uh, movie that he'd done. He'd gotten a bunch of money and he self-financed this, which means he was able to do it the way he wanted to do it. Did it have a twist? Yes, there is always. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Shyamalan film. Like, there's always going to be a twist, um, but it's it's not a bad twist. It's good. It is definitely a lot better. And this was one Fuck, of his. He's expensive. Ninety eight million it cost to make. He funded it too. And there's no, there's no, there's no information about how much money it made. I've never even heard of it. It had a very sort of. Um, Catch you around. Short run yeah. in the cinema. Like, I remember seeing it in the cinema, but it was like blink and miss it and it was gone kind of film. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, it was just one that's always stuck with me and I always recommend it anytime I sort of talk about films, like creepy house films um, and all that. So, yeah, definitely one to check out. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Definitely. I didn't even know that one existed. Yeah. Isn't that weird? My next, are you done? Yeah. My next one is one of my favourite ones that we did. A, 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 one, I think it was our least listened to episode. Yes, it is. Noroi. <laughs> uh, Nor, Nor, how do you say it? Noroi. Noroi. Noroi from 2015. N-O-R-O-I. So it's called Noroi the Curse. It's, also, it's got like a couple of names kind of thing. Found footage and it's a Japanese film. And it basically follows um, a guy making... It's like, yeah, it's a curse film. It's a- yeah, so it's like a documentary filmmaker is exploring uh, all these unrelated paranormal incidents. It's that what are he does. He's connected like- by this demon called the Kagutaba. So it's all these different scenarios that he's sort of filming. But He's like a paranormal, like, independent yeah. research YouTuber. Yeah. Basically. And yeah, he's got his channel, and but he doesn't realise that all the ones he's kind of doing are all related to this one. Yeah, thing. it all and, comes back to this one thing. And it's just a great fucking found footage film. It's yeah, just it really was so interesting. Like you just, it's suitably creepy. You know, we get. I, I like a paranormal. Yeah, I like a paranormal investigation. Like, there's nothing in it that's unbelievable. You're no. kind of like, oh, this might have happened. They're just like someone weird fucking moved in next door, and they were weird. Yeah, like so they, goes, when they're interviewing people. So he goes to talk to them and they're not there. They're not answering the door. It's like, okay, well, this is this seems about right. And, like, he's trying to ham it up, like, a bit as well. Because yeah. he's trying to, like, make a, a, a gripping thing. But he doesn't realise how much he doesn't need to do that. Is it? Yeah. Cause and there's a whole bunch of funny characters in it. There's, like, the crazy guy. Like, the tinfoil fo- hat guy. Tin like, hat literal tinfoil hat guy. Um, and, but, yeah, yeah. And then it keeps building and building and building and building till you just fucking... I th- you just you just gripping it, and you're just watching it. You're just glued, going, "Oh my god, what's gonna happen?" Like yeah. every scene, just fucking gives you some sort of gives you something awesome to watch, and it all you just keep it keeps building on itself and building on itself to the end scene, and then you're just like, "Oh shit, dicks!" And we get a lot of um, like I've I'm finding myself more and more drawn to a lot of Japanese folklore. I I love this reading and learning about that because it's so deep, and they've got such Strong structure in like yeah. sp- spirits, as in like and like, so you know like stuff like Totoro. He's a forest spirit. Like I love the idea that there's spirits for things. Mm. Like I think it's so much better than God. <laughs> like, well, so Japan they believe in like forest spirits, but like uh, they don't as well. Like it doesn't mm. it doesn't destroy their their culture. 
No. I mean, no, it doesn't destroy people. We're like, God here is this a oh, money-making yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. But, like, no one makes money from fucking Totoro, apart from Ghibli. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, oh, you know, the radish spirit. Everything's got a fucking spirit, you know? And it's good because it sort of makes you appreciate things and connect with things more than just not doing that. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then you've got like, and then you've got all like the fox spirits. And, and the idea in like in, in Japanese culture that there were these like big fucking versions of like, so there were like foxes, but then there were like giant foxes that could speak. Mm. Like, and then they would like, but as technology and man and belief stopped going, they all eventually shrunk down and just became normal foxes. So, yeah. And that's just a cool idea that yeah. like, we kind of like, the introduction of man kind of destroyed all these like, like forest like things and spirits. To now they're still there, but they're just so small and weak, and that they just they're still there. Like we mm. can see them; they're foxes. Yeah, but they could have been gods at one stage. Yeah, and I'm like, so cool, so such fascinating. A, it's such a good like you know, like the Pompoco film. I know I'm going back to Ghibli a, a whole lot here, but like. The idea that, you know, they believe that, like, the Tanukis did all this shit and they transform and they cause ruckus and stuff like that. And I I just, it'd be just so much more interesting growing up as a kid having that as your background of your religion. Like, yeah. how do you go into a forest and you think that there's, like, forest spirits? You think yeah. that there's, like, there could be these, like, things. But again, it sort of makes you, you know, unlike we've got, you know, God who makes us do shitty things God that just other. looks at the world and goes, don't masturbate! <laughs> Don't eat pork. Exactly. It's all don'ts. And then you're treating people shitty because they don't have the God belief. Like, at, but with these Japanese sort of beliefs and spiritual, you, you're I, looking after what's around you. You're yeah. respecting it because you're and respecting Because I, I fucking hate religion. Every, I hate yeah. religion like more than anything. But whenever I really pull myself back and look at myself, I just hate Christianity and yeah. like Greek I've, Orthodox. I've learned a lot about, because I'm listening to certain things at the moment, and I've learned a lot about religion that I'm just really I was never really into it but now I'm really on the I don't like it fence yeah yeah but I have no problem with is it, what is a Japanese belief is it Shoto or something or whatever it's called hmm. um, I have no problem with Japanese religious beliefs because it doesn't no. hurt anyone no it doesn't make money for anyone it's not malicious uh it's just like you know you put some little statues of tanukis out the front of your house with your pot plants and you like just yeah. go Please look after my pot plants. I respect this. Yes, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, like it's not like, oh, give me, if I do this, it's going to give me they wealth have, and like, power. Money. Of course yeah, they have but, money ones. Right, well, the frog, right? The cat. The, the, yeah, the, the, the lucky cat. cats. Um, but yeah, like it's all respecting animals and it's it's, it's coming from these nature, different things. Yeah, yeah. Nature rather than some fucking non-existent thing a, in a the red sky. Devil, a devil that's underground that's going to poke forks into you if you don't fucking give the church money. Fuck off, cunts. Yeah, fuck Sorry if you're religious, but you're a fucking cock-smoking dick junkie. <laughs> not, and if you are a cock-smoking dick junkie, that's not supposed to be a payout. I thought, no. I thought that's a bit of an end. I shouldn't stop saying that now I think about it. It's not really good. Yeah. It's implying that people who are addicted to cocks, you know, they need to they wake up each morning and they need their fix they of cock. They just need a cock. That, that, that's bad. No. Nah, At the end not. of the day, if you believe what you want to believe, you do what you want to do. No, you don't. Just Unless don't. it's God. Don't fucking hurt people around you. Yeah. Anyway. So my... My God, what a fucking tangent that was of bullshit. I love a tangent. It's what they come for. Anyway, Narai, good. We didn't talk about the film. (laughs) 
Narai Good God Bad. 2015. Go out, check it out. It's on YouTube. Yeah, you can watch it for free on YouTube. Um, okay, so my last film before we get into our many uh, honourable mentions, uh, my last film is The Host. Well, sorry, it's just called Host. It's not The Host with uh, the squid It's not squid The boy. Host squid with man. the squid. No. It is a 2020 film directed by Rob Savage. And basically, uh, six friends hire a medium to hold a seance via Zoom during the COVID lockdown. But they get exactly more than they bargain for because everything goes wrong. And then an evil spirit starts invading their homes via Zoom and, like, just sort of each of them have to start to experience kind of this like, dem- demonic it's entity. kind of like unfriended. Yeah, kind of like unfriended. So this film was was made, filmed entirely over Zoom during the 2020 COVID lockdown. So it's there's no actual cameras. There's none of that. It's all webcams. purely webcam, phone cam, that makes sense. all that kind of stuff. Um, this film is, it is short, so it's right up your alley, Dan. I Ooh, think it is. Like, 20 minutes? <laughs> it's not 20 minutes. I don't know if I can find. It's 57 minutes. Oh, that is good. So it is shorter. Under an hour. It's shorter than one of our episodes. <laughs> Actually, uh, we're on 56 minutes and 37 seconds. In, oh, my In God. 20 seconds, we are as long as that film. Oh, God. Uh, this was really good. It is suitably creepy. You get that whole, like, I don't, I think we tried Zoom once while, while we were in a lockdown. We've done it a couple of times. No, we yeah. did it like four or five episodes and just, remember you bought the mic and everything? And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just your mic was a little bit tinnier than mine, so yeah. it was just made it. This wasn't as easy listening. No, no, but yeah. So this one is definitely suitably creepy because it's you know it is in lockdown, so we're already stuck, we're already isolated, we're by ourselves in our homes, and then you turn your home into the one place you cannot escape. I like that. I like that. I like the things in the homes. It's terrifying. This film does that perfectly. Um, it is also on Shudder, so I definitely recommend if you've got Shudder. Watch it mm. or just find it. And that's all I've got to say about that. There are a bunch of other ones. Obviously, there's a bunch of other ones out there. There's like, we've mentioned them at first and tapes. There's um, well, pa- Paranormal Activity. Is that really a found footage look, film? It's like half and half, that look, one. Paranormal Activity is, I'm going to say yes, it is found footage because it is, it's all done. They're recording their experiences. They're recording the experiences within the house. They're re- they're setting up the cameras at night to film them while they're sleeping. It is one of the big, big, big ones. Yeah. If you're going to talk about them. Um, I didn't put it on my favorites list because it is what it is. It's I didn't really rate them. Every so often I'll go back and I'll marathon. But I didn't think it was as good as everyone made it out to be. Yeah, neither personally. Do I. I feel they could have put a whole bunch of more shit in the footage that they kept showing. Yeah. Like they could have put like little things that you didn't notice on the first watch. So it had like a re. re- but this is- yeah, there's no rewatchability because there's nothing, nothing. Because when you watch a film like that, you're c- consistently like searching the background. For, yeah, like, yeah. They what can put I little what things can I in see? There, even if it was no, subtle. It's all very blatant. Like, oh, the pot, it's moved, mm. but it's right in the middle of the of the shot, so that you can see. It, there's nothing to the side and down the bottom. It's not rewarding you for watching this film and paying attention. Yeah. That's what I like you don't in, have a, to in pay a found footage film. What like about found, right, this found footage count of stuff like mockumentaries? Because like, that's kind look, of found footage because it's supposed to be real. Yeah, look, potentially I'll put it in the found footage. It well, depends, that its own It depends thing. on how – mockumentary is definitely its own thing, but it depends on how you've you've set it up. So whereas um, 
Cannibal Holocaust is technically a, what you would consider a, a mockumentary because they found the footage of these people making a documentary. Yeah, and so was Norai. Nor That's yeah. like, he, this is the footage of them. But then again, so was Cloverfield was just, nah. But yeah, so well, you, I, I was thinking about movies like Cropsy. Have you ever seen Cropsy? I haven't. Too long. It's on my list. True, it's interesting. Um, Same with, there's a movie called Creep. Um, that is a found footage film that I haven't seen. I just don't want to watch it just because of the name. And it's it's very high on all the lists of like horror films in general, but I think it's like pretty high on the found footage list. I just haven't seen it. I haven't gotten around to it yet. Mm. Um, there was one, Spree 2020. It's got uh, Joe Keery from Stranger Things. Oh, Big Hair? Uh, yep, Big Hair. Oh, what's his name? Steve. Steve. Big Hair Steve. Steve Harrington. He plays like this sort of failed... YouTuber, he's like, hey, it's Kurt from Kurt's World, and he's basically an Uber driver. And progressively over the evening, he just films himself starting to get really pissed off. He's treated really poorly, and he just goes on a spree. He killing goes spree. on a bit of a killing spree. So killing his, um, but he's doing car. it all online. So it's all being filmed via either phone cam or some kind of GoPro webcam, all in his car. There is bits where he's not in the car, but it's all kind of like so. You've got all of the comments from people like spewing out the you side. Fucking, how do you move from camera to camera via a live stream? Yeah, it's real hard. It You'd is, have to have that fully set up. Like it was a pretty good film, but it also was pretty average at the same time. Like I get yeah. what they were going with it, but yeah. What else you have know. you got? And then oh. finally, there's Antrim. So Antrim 2018. It's a the deadliest film ever made. Apparently, it's cursed. You watch it, you die. So, you I like there's like a whole bunch, there's like a, a genre of these cursed films. Mm. What are the like, as in ones that if you watch them, you die in real life? What other ones are there? I don't know. Like, are they all from the same company? No, no, or just people every just so cite? often you just get that. It's a great marketing ploy. Like, you you know, oh, it's, you know, this people watch this film and this the cinema burnt down and everyone died. Blah. You know, and then people don't want to watch the film and they're like, oh my God, you got to watch this film because someone died watching it. And then all of a sudden it's circ circling around the the chats and people are like, oh, you got to check out this film when really you're just watching a really shitty film. <laughs> but I haven't watched it yet because I don't want to die. Fair no, enough. I'm kidding. I haven't watched it yet just because I haven't gotten, gotten around to it. So, All right. So that's the end of our... Found footage. Now, we know there are millions more. We know there's like... Heaps. If you look at like... If you just write found footage films into Google, it's just like there are so many films I'm never watching there that just look like the most fucking... Oh, but if you've got any films that you want to recommend me, recommend me so I can put them on my watch list for when I actually get COVID. Because I keep promising people when I get COVID, I'm going to watch all the films that they've recommended me. Ooh. June is high on that list. Dune. Dune. Uh, before we sign off, we'll just take a moment to thank our listeners uh, for interacting with us um, one way or another over the past fortnight. People like Adam Gillespie, William uh, Arthur, Kevin Patterson, Nevinus, Adam Kister, Dave Kudrev, who actually gave, you know, he was the uh, inspiration for this whole episode. Uh, Chris Franks, Dean Cracknell, my mum, your mum. My mum. Yeah, all you, all you people, thank you for interacting with us in one way or another over the last fortnight. Um, you've been... You know, you've been listening to Television Horror Podcast with Dan and Jennifer. We've been thinking about just changing up the format a little bit. You probably won't even notice, actually. Or you will, and you'll tell us that you hate it. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we've got like this. So we've got Splatter Chatter, and we've got um, 
spoiler cast. We're just thinking of dropping those like things and just doing episodes. Yeah. You know, if it's about a film, it's about a film. If it's about other stuff, it's about other stuff. It's still just television horror podcast. We tried it out. We're going to do it. We'll see what um, happens. We're available on all major, major podcasting services. So get out there, do a search for us. You'll find us on your phone, on your internet, on your tablet, on your desktop PC, <laughs> on your N-Gage. <laughs> do you remember them? No. You remember N-Gages? No. Look them up. N-Gage. You can play Doom on that. You can play Doom on anything. No, but this actually came with Doom. It's a phone that had Doom on it back in the fucking earlies. All right. The earlies. I remember my mate was fully into it. Um, yeah, and we've got a Facebook. Uh, check us out on Facebook. We've got an Instagram, Terravision, Terravision Pod, at Terravision Pod. Check all that out. Do it. And remember, be kind. Rewind. Rewind.